You're listening to the Wheelhouse Baseball Podcast, a podcast that discusses historic games, quirky stats, and obscure players from MLB history. Give it up the right bread and the mustard this time, Grandma! It is a grand salami! Here are your hosts, Jim Tucker, Jeremy Radajek, and Mikey Kubaki Jr. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wheelhouse Baseball Podcast. You're listening to episode number 2.4, season 2, episode 4. People thought we were done, probably. We took a two-hour, uh, a two-week rain delay via snow. Yeah, snow delay. Inclement yeah. weather. Yeah, so we were uh, weather postponement, um, but we are back. I am Jim Tucker, joined uh, by two of my... Fit friends, I got Mikey go back to my left. Mikey, how we doing? Doing good. Not as fit as Jeremy, but doing well. And I got a Rata to my right. Rat, how we doing? Hey, Mr. 203. That's what, yeah. that's what the, the people call it. Yeah. You know, you know, there's Mr. 3000 isn't here today for the baseball podcast, but Mr. Two, Mr. 203 is here. So, um, you know, we have adopted like healthier habits. New lifestyles. As a people. And Rat's been on board. Rat's like, oh, I'm hot. You know, I just want to lose a little bit of weight. I'm For hoping. someone who's as in shape as him and hits the gym as much as him, surprised to learn, does not own a scale. Yeah. And no clue. Shows up today, jawline, cheeks. Prominent. Yes. Prominent. Yeah. So we're like, I mean, you've definitely lost weight. He's like, I have no idea. I'm eating like a starving child. <laughs> uh, 1,500 calories a day. Hops on the scale, 203. And again, at the heaviest point of the day. Yeah, it's it's the evening. The evening this is a late is, first pitch here. Yes, and so um, he will be walking out of here. The the owner of a gently well, not so gently because I was two hundred and thirty pounds hopping on that bitch every, <laughs> <laughs> every day. Uh, scale, uh, if he would like to, he does, there is no pressure on my end. But uh, been hitting the cardio. Uh, things you love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of a uh, lot of Saturday morning uh, and Saturday afternoon and cardio at Planet Fitness. Um, a lot, a lot to look at. So I, um, I am tipping my my cap to the the lovely ladies of Planet Fitness. Um, hey. Conveniently placed uh, squat rack right in front of the treadmill. So there you go. I will say it's it's pretty uh, spectacular for me. Like because when I work on the weekends, I'm in the I'm up at four in the morning. Everybody is working, and, and I'm at the gym weekend. by five. And there's a couple of people, and it's all the same like seven or eight people that I see in oh, yeah. those four days. And a lot of times I have the gym to myself, you know, for an hour, which is great. You know, you can yell and grunt and throw things. But then you, we get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm showing up later. It's like 930 starts now. It complete, it's like I went to a different world. Mm-hmm. But, yes, also I'd like to thank some of the extra motivational women there. During the week. As yeah, well. I would like to still claim that I am happily married. Uh, Valentine's Day was our 10-year anniversary of our Ooh, first date. Right. Hey, how, about, how about the clap sound bite there? Oh, shoot. Great time for it. All right, you know what, Mike? We'll fill in for it. Let's go. <laughs> there it is. 10 years ago to this past Valentine's Day, I took the old lady out to a nice dinner at the Bridges Scoreboard in Griffith. We uh, we so, went bowling. Had to bowl left handed because I was still coming back from Tommy John. She uh, kicked my butt, and we got married. Here we are. Nice. Yeah. 
I, I remember the uh, the video on uh, that was posted on uh, YouTube or some sort of social media where you proposed to her, and I still remember that video. Yes. Yeah. In front you said of you said please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I didn't know she the the look in her eyes. She was stunned, and you know, funny that you mentioned that because the the lead into that proposal was like, if I'm going to be an uncle, you're going to be an aunt, and I am an uncle again. Number six, zero oh and six, wow. zero kids. Six nieces and nephews. That's, right. that's my kind of record. I have to credit Mikey Wilson uh, for that. Oh, and six is the record you want there. Yes. So, um, <laughs> Bailey Jean is what they went with. Bailey Jean is not my nephew because she's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with that. Yeah, that, that. A, uh, We're talking about brawls today, gentlemen. <laughs> Putting on the gloves, throwing the haymakers, a good old-fashioned Donnybrook. We have, in, in our dock, we've assembled a number, not a not a top ten, not a best of, memorable fights, brawls that some listeners will know about, not know about, things like that. All of these are in our lifetime, and only one of them is not this century. Only one of them is not this century. Got so, it. So, yeah, we are keeping it, keeping it contemporary here. Very modern uh, brawl list here. Um but yeah, I mean, all these definitely. Um, I feel like they're all memorable. Um, I, I feel like we have done a really good job. Jer- shout out Jeremy; he did a lot of the legwork here. But I feel like we've compiled a very, very good memorable list. Okay, I one hundred percent put a thing on this list that's not on this list. Maybe Jeremy deleted it. That's a rap move. Um, it's a power move. <laughs> I, I talk will, about my stuff because it's not on the list. Because I don't know enough about to talk more about it. I'm just going to say uh, a little. Uh, Honorable mention, um, I believe, wasn't uh, Izzy Alcantara? Izzy Alcantara, I believe, was his name. Uh, the guy that caught there was the pitch up and in, and he turns and kicks the catcher straight in the face, yes. and then charges the mound, which is smart because the catcher's like that line of defense that always tries to stop you, and he went sneak attack on the catcher, and then went for the pitcher. So he gets my honorable mention for. Maybe he was actually mad at the catcher too. Maybe it wasn't like a. Um, maybe it was like, "Hey, screw you too. I'm kicking you because I know you're in on this." As opposed to, "I'm just gonna kick you to stop stop yourself from from charging the mound." Very true. Could have been. Yeah. I think I would. I think I would go for the catcher if I was uh, if I was about to charge the mound. You know, because I don't. I don't want to get taken out from behind. I mean, this is true, but if you're fast enough, the catcher's got all that gear on. You should be able to outrun the catcher. Come on. He's squatted though. He's got to stand up. Yeah, and, and seeing there, he's already unless he's a frog and he could really, you know, leap. Yes. No. 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 I I'm gonna I found mine. I'm gonna keep it in the minor leagues. Um, the headline from this New York Times article that caught my attention: felony charge for minor league player after fan is hit by a ball. Okay. Okay. So. Basically, the Peoria Chiefs were playing the Dayton Dragons, and it was getting tight among the players. There was some tension, and a fight breaks out. The pitcher, Julio Castillo, was arrested Thursday after the fight because he had the ba- had a baseball in his hand. He was trying to plunk a Dayton Dragons player with it, nail him, sails it high, smashes a kid in the... Uh, an adult in the face in the dugout, like over uh, sitting, you know, behind the dugout. Well, so he wasn't throwing like it wasn't a batter. He was throwing at the dugout. No, the fight was going on and he grabbed a ball and he's like, I'm going to knock this dude out. Misses, (laughs) sailed it. 
So uh, the fan who remained unidentified was treated at a Miami Valley hospital and released. Um, so Castillo, who was 21 at the time, was being held on a $50,000 bond. And that was the last time he was an American baseball player. Yeah. That would $50,000 bond. Yeah. That'd be a pretty, pretty good way to end. That's a, that's a rough penalty for missing your spot. Huh? And he was only, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, the only, the only penalties I suffered were an astronomical ERA in my college career. But other (laughs) other than that, I didn't have to pay bond to get out. Right. (laughs) Um, so basically a player was hit by a pitch bean bean ball starts happening. And then Castillo tries to bean another guy in the middle of the scrum sails it and a yeet. So, uh, we'll see you guys. And we'll see it. And moving on to our list, uh, these are all uh, relevant in the major leagues. Should we go in chronological order from, or just go top to bottom? The list does not make a ton of sense to me. As I, it's not. Oh six, ninety three, oh three, sixteen, seventeen, eight, three. What do you? Uh, you're the host here. We're gonna go from top to bottom. Cubs at White Sox, two thousand six. Everybody remembers this. Michael, Everyone locally, we should say. Yeah. Michael Barrett punches A.J. Pruszynski after a home plate collision. I have a Cubs fan to my left. I have a White Sox fan to my right. Rat, you go first. Yeah, so I remember uh, watching this this one live, and uh, it was a pretty exciting one because, you know, A.J. Pruszynski was like, he was always the, the bad boy with the White Sox. And uh, um, it seemed like a clean Frosted play. tips? Um, yeah, for a little bit yeah. there. I want to say that um, was a run. Yeah, shortly after this, maybe maybe like the late 2000s. Yeah, that's a bad boy move. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, well, this is before that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he, um, yeah, and I thought I don't know. I'd like to hear your your guys' thoughts on it. It seemed like a clean bag because because that was back when the um, you know you could collide with the catcher at home plate, and um, I don't know if um Michael Barrett was mad that he was collided with or if the way that Pierzynski emphatically slammed his palm down on the plate after he realized that um he was safe, but for whatever reason uh Barrett took ex- exception to something. And um, yeah, he uh, he clocked him with his forearm. It was kind of a weird. It was a, like a shiv. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, really the, close. Didn't have the separation. Yeah, to it be it, able it to wasn't stand. an elbow or a punch. It was like a forearm. A strike. <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing that I consider is that did Michael Barrett have something against? Was Przinsky the problem because he was a catcher as well? Was it was it an unwritten? No. So coming from the other perspective. Okay. Um, what happened is the thing that got Michael Barrett fired. Well, also Przinsky. He was, was this already according to you or according to him. <laughs> according to an article that I found online. Okay. Um. Yes. Not just my thoughts. I mean, I you take into account already. Uh, Przinsky's a pariah in the league. He's one of those guys. If he's not on your team, you don't like him. Um. And that was pretty much synonymous with everyone throughout the league. Um. But the big thing was. Brzezinski bowls Barrett over, and Brzezinski slaps his you know hand down. It's a rivalry, whatever. Slaps his hand down, and then goes to retrieve his helmet and goes right by Barrett. And that's when Barrett kind of grabs him, and he says, I didn't have the ball, bitch. And then, quack. And that, so it, it, I think he was more upset that the ball wasn't even in his mitt. He didn't have the ball. Brzezinski didn't have to bowl him over. 
I think that was his. Oh, big so thing. there was contact made before. So it, it would have been back then. It was legal. He was blocking the plate. So if, like, it was, if it was football, it would have been pass interference on on Przinski. Yes, but you know, back then that's what you were allowed to do. You didn't have the ball, um, but he's in the way. He's in the runner's lane. Nowadays, you know, the runner's safe no matter what. If yeah. You do that. I'm all for home plate co- collisions at, at that level, not at like the high school level, right? No, I okay, guess good. not. Thank you. I guess not. Um, I my biggest. I mean, there are adults who are getting paid millions upon millions of dollars to play this game. Um, the only reason that there is a rule is because a player who was one of the best players in the league at the time, Buster Posey, got hurt on a home plate collision. That was it. That was the only reason. It could have been Michael Barrett. No one would have cared. That was on one of our uh, baseball road trips, Tuck. I remember that the um, the, the Posey um, injury. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think we. Uh, we turn on like eight different sports channels and that, and they're all just dissecting it. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, and it's not, it's an mm-hmm. ugly look and it's so much worse when it's one of the stars of your game in a sport that is starred for stars, which I get. Yeah. Um, and it comes out to a player safety issue, whatever. I just pack the plate. It's part of your job. I'm, I also caught growing up. So it's a little bit of a, that was kind of one of those things. you got to protect the plate. Who cares? Gritty Kubaki behind the plate, you know? Something I've always, like, on this topic, I've kind of wondered. I don't know if I've ever really talked with anyone about it. Like, so I want to say, like, four years ago, five years ago, they made that rule where, like, the catcher, not only, like, our home plate collision is not allowed, the catcher also has to allow a clear, a clear path yeah, for the runner. out of the lane. Yeah. I felt like when that rule was incorporated, um, let's say 2014, 2015, there was, like, 50 challenges a game on that. Like, just challenge, challenge, policing, challenge, challenge. Yeah. And now, like, I feel like I haven't seen it in, like, three years. Well, yeah, they... They over-policed it early, and now it's, you know. Well, and now I think a part of it, too, is you have to kind of over-police early when you're trying to instill new norms. Yeah. Um, people have been doing one thing since Little League their entire lives. You know, you got veterans, you know, who've played you know, 30 years old. They've been playing just in the majors for 10 years. And you're trying to teach them new rules. Uh, yeah, now they're being taught. So, and, yeah. and now we're to a point now where we're five or six years removed from this rule being put into place. It's kind of instilled a little bit, and I think the umps are better at calling it when it happens. So, I mean, it's just every, the whole process is a little smoother. So, you're right. We, I don't think we do see nearly as many challenges because it's just it's instilled a little more. The umps are better I mean, at calling I mean, there, it. There were, there were games that were literally decided on, on the, those exactly. types of Exactly, and calls. I think another part mm-hmm. of it, too, is uh, the, the managers and the players, they all understand the rule a little better. So, there's, there's not blind challenges like, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, no, he actually did a, a lot wrong. It's against the new rules. So, yeah, it, it, it is a much cleaner thing now that it's kind of been. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, place. like out of the 60 games or 63 games of the White Sox that I or I don't, didn't watch every game, but I don't think I saw it once. Um, there was probably not even one single challenge the whole year Yeah, for them. Yeah, maybe they're just uh, maybe they know what they're doing now. Now that I've actually looked at the doc, I did put this. My uh, example on there. Yeah, there it is. The there 2008 is. one. Yeah, what do you know? Eh, that seemed to go out of order. Sending it back to 1993, keeping it in town. We've got the White Sox at the Rangers. Not a super fond memory for Mr. Ratajak, I'm guessing. Robin Ventura charges the mound while Nolan Ryan is standing there waiting with open arms, Man, like with arms wide open. Hold oh, down there, Scott. I'll put you in a headlock. That's pretty good, though. That was that was solid. That was, that was, it was good. good it, it, was, it was Eddie Vedder-ish, too, but it was yeah. It was I mean, a nice mix. We get it. Same guy. <laughs> Bring back. 
uh, Creed for the Super Bowl halftime show next year? That there, there's a big push. <laughs> there's a big push online yeah. for that. Um, yeah, Robin Ventura did not fare well. A uh, young boy that lost to an old boy. Yeah, I say this was like forty-three-year-old Nolan Ryan, wasn't it? About yeah. that time, like end of his career, Nolan looked Ryan. like he had a full-time job, <laughs> like hair-wise, you know, like, <laughs> just like built, like you know, built with it, old man strength type yes. thing, and. He said, come here, boy. I'm going to show you how we do it out here in Texas. Man. Robin Ventura's performance was so poor that you would almost think it was staged. Yeah, like, holy moly. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing that was nice when Robin Ventura became the manager of the White Sox, they actually played that clip in Texas when they arrived. So that that was a nice <laughs> That's always welcome. Fun. Hey, what's up, Skipper? Remember? <laughs> Remember this? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Ventura go for the tackle kind of? Yeah, and he Which, and Nolan like Olaid, yeah, yeah. That's like that's like rookie move. You never go, you you can never go for the tackle, like unless you're going to, which we'll get to one. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to tackle them, you can't go for it unless you're going full send. And um, an aspect of that of that mound charging that kind of flies under the radar with how much that he actually got his butt whooped is. Imagine the the balls it takes to charge Nolan Ryan. Right. As a young guy. Surefire, <laughs> Hall of Famer, dude's going down as one of the greatest. And 93 Ventura, uh, he's got to be, what, he can't be that established in 93 yet. Is I'd say he? probably oh. mid-20s. He's got to be young at this point. Yeah. Well, uh, and, you know, hats off to him for having the courage to do it. But, you know... At, Every dog has their day, and that day was Nolan Ryan's. <laughs> Certainly not Robin Ventura's. Yeah, I can confirm at this point in 93, Robin Ventura was 25. But the year prior, 92, he was an all-star. So, you know, he, okay. he, he had so the, he, he had he a little had bit of the juices cl- He had a little bit of clout. Okay. One of his only two all-star appearances. His the next other one, one was, was in 92. 02. 02, yeah. <laughs> Ten years apart. Okay. With, with the Mets? Uh, no, it, with the Yankees. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah, that was a 34-year-old Robin Ventura on the Yankees was an all-star. Yeah. Things that I had stricken from my memory. Speaking of the Yankees, and just a year later in 2003, the Yankees and the Red Sox um, still didn't like each other. And Pedro Martinez pushed over a 72-year-old Don Zimmer. Uh, he push him uh, pull him. He I, really, he kind of like Irish. He got good, out of the way. He kind of like he, hip-tossed him with yeah, his head. Yes. Okay, so I, my claim is that Pedro gets a bad rap for this. He did, I think, yeah. at a at a time. I think it's pretty well forgotten. Yeah, and even still, but the, the, and there has to be a, a level to it. Because here's my thing: this is Pedro, the opposite of the Robin Ventura Nolan Ryan thing. Yes. old boy going after young. And, and at some point, no, I don't care how old you are or whatever. If you're going to come after me, I'm still going to defend myself. I'm not just going to take it. So really, you should say, props to Pedro who was in the prime of his life, not throwing a 95 mile an hour fist. Exactly, that's exactly where I'm going because he could have so easily just cold cocked. Another man is charging me. Let me yeah. get him. And yeah. he he took he took the, the smart way and just hey, let me just help you pass me down to the ground. I know if Rat was in that situation, Rat would have been dying laughing. 
I the only thing I could imagine as Pedro or as Donzimmer as Pedro. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know what I mean? At seventy-two years old, you know, we credited Robin Ventura for having some pelotes, pelotas for charging Nolan Ryan. I think I think the same the same due is dealt should be dealt to Mr. Zimmer for charging you know a, a Hall of Famer, <laughs> perennial Cy Young candidate. Um, one of the best you know. in the game at that time. Yeah, because what year was this? Is this is oh, yeah. This is this got, is prime. I got it. Prime Pedro. Yeah, a gentleman like, that's that's slightly slightly more fit than himself. Yeah, a, like a little <laughs> bit, like a touch more fit. Because 04 was when Pedro won the World Series with him. Yeah, so he's in it. Yeah, not was, yeah, not a. I mean, at some point, yeah. I, I I'm not. Yeah, anyone. You, you make a good point though, like. I don't care who, I don't care how old you are. If, if you're a grown man and you're charging at me, like I have I'm, to do something. I'm going to defend myself. Like I can't just sit there with both of my arms locked and just like play defense. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, and, and that's my thing. At some point, you're gonna they're gonna break the wrist. And, gonna, and, yeah. and and he should he should get some credit actually for that's thank you for free Pedro for nicely olaying him past yeah, he, to the ground. He he matadored the bull. Yeah. And when he could have. Killed it, killed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have, he, he could have, could have deaded him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did Tommy Lasorda just? He Tommy Lasorda passed away, right? And Tommy Lasella. <laughs> which one? I always get those guys confused. Which Tommy one's which? Lasorda. Which, one, which, which, one, which one just passed away? Lasorda. And Don Zimmer's still alive. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe if, if that's the case, couple old like big boys. Nine, that's, that's all he's like ninety-one. Don, yeah. Our our resident Googler is going to find that out. Tommy Lasella is still alive, confirmed, though, right? Is his career dead? Um, Don Zimmer. No, he, he's been okay. He, he just signed with someone, right? Yeah. Don Zimmer deceased. Two thousand fourteen, long time ago. Okay. Tommy Lasorda deceased. Two thousand twenty-one. One of them yeah. just died. Yeah. So it was yeah, the other one. Lasorda. Yeah. Rest in peace to the the old big boys. I don't have a soundboard. For that, that's kind of dark. We don't really go yeah. there very often. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right into 2021, it was January 7th of this year. Yeah, that Tommy Lasorda left us. Both of them greats in the game. Zimmer, b- 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 both of them ended up on their um, on their derriere in, in a um, in a pretty pretty uh, popular moment in the game. If you remember uh, the All Star game um, when Tommy Lasorda was coaching third base in, yep. in Milwaukee, oh, okay. <laughs> there was a broken bat or a line drive over his head, and he just got yep. the ball backwards uh, and le- legs straight up in there, and he yes. fell Honestly. like an old man would fall. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> while while still in uniform, because coaches in baseball still have to wear uniforms. So you were obviously <laughs> you wear a uniform when you coach. Yes, you wear cleats. No, absolutely oh, not. Because still, I, I'm I'm cool. You know, I have the uniform. You on. would. I would not. 100%. Not 0%. Kubaki is also the guy that would hit fungos with batting gloves on. Nope. In the summer. Nope. To be clear. Don't do that. Yep. And I absolutely not cleats, dude. They, these reacts Rubber. way too. Also the guy that tries to mix in the um, the fungo home run when hitting two outfielders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, jokes on and, you And guys. then hits one then pretends like he didn't try to. Jokes <laughs> on you guys. I would have someone else hit fungos because I don't have that good of eye. I uh, hand coordination, not a contact hitter. Too many, too many swings and misses when I try to hit fungos. Okay, and no power. I'm not going to hit one over the fence, anyways. Would you like to join the coaching staff at Couch? We have room. Mm, um, I cannot. I can't commit that kind of time. You can give me three days a week. 
what would you know? We will talk about this off pod. I'm not interested in talking about it <laughs> off the pod. Right, what, what, what are the requirements of me being a coach? What, Fungal home runs. What am I going to teach the game. these kids that you can't? No, you're just like a, you're like the glue guy. I I did hear that I was missed this year at nationals. I. I great, miss great it. point. Both of you guys are yeah. Animals. Like the benches were calling. They're like, we don't have any guys sleeping on us. Yeah. People talk about you know the group of all hitters not coming through, but you know what? You take Baki, Tuck, and Mateo off off the bench. There's no energy in that ballpark. Yeah. No. This I. It, it, we, we lost before we even showed up. Yeah. It's well, tough. It's not my fault. Blame COVID. I was going to be there when it was an indie. Same. I wasn't going to last minute decide to pay for a flight to Pittsburgh. Well, they didn't fly. Or so Pennsylvania. Yeah. Either way, I wasn't going to take that much time off work. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Now we uh, we shuttle back up to 2016. Blue Jays at the Rangers. Rugnet Ordor punches Jose Batista as he slides into second base. Love after it. he slides into second base. Love it. And that was cleats up? Is that Was that the thing? I, he came in hard. And the Blue Jays and Rangers in, this mid, in the mid-teens, 2000-teens, they had some pretty ferocious battles um, because wasn't the Batista bat flip? Yeah, that was the year before. The Rangers? Or maybe a couple years before in the playoffs when he hit that. That just moonshot. It basically, it wasn't a walk up. No, I I thought it was that. I thought, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the year prior. Yeah. It was 2015 that Mark he Pryor? did that. Yes. Got it. Um, but also, another thing that happened in a playoff game between these two teams, uh, Shinsu Chu was up to bat, and he does this thing where after each pitch, he holds his bat out straight, but not straight towards the pitcher, straight towards like the third base coach. And he does that, and he kind of like like moves his sleeve. The catcher went to throw the ball back to the pitcher. Chinsu Chu's arm is out. A run scored, right? The ball hit his bat when the pet when the catcher went to do that. Caromed away, live ball still. Runner scored from second. I'm pretty sure. And there was again a huge point of contention. Like I, there was just in those couple of years, these two teams had some really like heated battles. Bad um, blood. Yeah, definitely some bad blood there, uh, which is crazy. You don't get that a lot with a West Coast and an East Coast team. Like, there's always a huge separation, I feel like, between the yeah. coasts. Um, but, yeah, it, the Rugnit Odor punch, though, knocked, knocked uh, broke his glasses, broke Jose Bautista's sunglasses, knocked his helmet clean off. That was, that was a shot. Yeah, and I think on the throw, Odor tried to, like, Kind of submarine to hit Batista in the face too. Yes, yeah, because because again it was a very low, th- low a whole lot angle. of bad blood. You're, I forgot about that whole mm-hmm. part because he he did. Rugnodor went real low on the throw, as well as Batista coming in real hard on the slide, and then there was a, the jawing a little bit back and forth, and Rugnodor just reared back and cold cocked. Oh yeah, sunglasses came flying off. Yeah, very, a great image. As Vogus would like to say, a couple of big meaty boys bumping meat. No, Rugner order, not that many. No, he's not no. a big meaty boy. Stocky. Batista Royds? I mean, he's he's a candidate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, there's potential. I yeah. can say Batista, never big on the grizzly giant beard, but real thick, full coverage growth. Big fan of Batista yeah, beard. Like, like Carlos Boozer painted on. Yes, <laughs> yes. Batista had that same thing going on. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Except Boozer actually painted on. Yeah. <laughs> His that beard. Was, not yeah. 
2017 Nationals at Giants. Bryce Harper charges after Hunter Strickland after he is plunked with a pitch. This is the infamous helmet untoss. Yeah, the helmet, yeah. Yes. Although, in his defense, you're holding the helmet weird like that and you're trying to throw it at full speed. It's a different arm motion than throwing a baseball. Helmet's not an easy thing to toss. Very oblong. You know, there's weight differential. There's no, unless you're throwing it like a Frisbee, you're hucking it by the bill. Yeah. You're not getting any sauce on it that way. Exactly. You might, you might you, be able to palm, palm the back of it, though, if your hand's big enough. That would be the that would be the way. Yeah. And Still you, a lot of room for error. But, though. yeah, but, I mean, in, in the heat of the moment, you don't have time to, like, sit there and readjust, say, I'm going to palm this so I could throw it better. Grab the bill, and he went full send for it. Something that heavy and that awkwardly held. I think held. It, his intention might have been, like, I'm going to hit Hunter Strickland in the shin with a bill of this helmet. It could have been, I'm going to hit the first base coach, because that's where the helmet went. That when is he where it went, it. yeah. But, you know, getting struck in the shin by the bill of that helmet's uh, adjacent to being, you know, smashed in the Achilles or the shin by, like, a Razor scooter. Remember that? Neither of you guys remember that? I had, yeah. Yeah, not, not that's fun. the worst. Oh, or okay. The razor, say, little I razor thought you were about a specific moment in time. No, no, oh, not yeah, in just baseball. doing it no, yourself. Like, no, yes. it just sucks. You mean when, when you're like twirling it around and it comes yeah. in and, yeah. and oh. whaps you? Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. Did, but for some reason, the, we always kept twirling around. Did oh, you yeah. have the razor with the wheelie bar? Yeah, no. Not was, that cool. Again, I was Baki with the upgrades. No, <laughs> I was yes. I was very pleased to have the little wheelie bar. Felt extra cool. A lot of uh, near misses and almost flat on your back, but very cool. That's I mean, those are the risks you're willing to take. Yeah. Um, that between Bryce Harper and Hunter Strickland, that's just kind of straight up. Just gets plunked and not happy about it because he's Bryce Harper or what? I I would have to do a little more homework on all the details, but this no, there, wasn't. There was, there was also a, a building um, tension there. Yeah, Hunter uh, I think Strickland in the playoffs previously, he was mad about a bat flip. I want to say Bryce Harper bat flip oh, okay. in the playoffs the year before, and Hunter Strickland. It was he was yeah he was the pitcher obviously and he remembered it and yeah he uh, he threw one up and in it got Bryce Harper in a pretty in that spot I want to say like that um. That rib cage area, the upper rib cage, tender, the, 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 the spot where prone. even getting hit by a wiffle ball will kill you. Kill, yeah, um, I feel I do feel like a lot of a lot of conflict maybe in these beanball wars or um, these brawls come from unwritten rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, you bat flipped or you flexed or you you know, essentially beanball is the unwritten rules. You mm-hmm. threw, you hit our guy. We're gonna hit yours. Yeah, you hey. wrong us. We're gonna wrong you. Right. Yeah. Where, where do you? Where do you? Obviously, in your viewing of Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. uh, your thoughts here don't condone any actions of your high school players. Thank you for that. Of course. Thank you. In your view of watching and consuming the sport of these grown professional men, how do you feel about the protecting of? The player. I hate it. Don't throw at people. Yeah. You like it's assault, brother. <laughs> like I, I, that's I, that's my stance on it. A, 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 a hanging curveball gets away from you. You plunk a guy, whatever. But like intense, like pitchers have never thrown as hard as they have on average across the league. Like every dude's throwing yes. darts. You have one, and no used, one knows where it's going. You used to have a hundred. Kyle Hendricks and a few Joel Zamayas. 
Yeah, there now, you go. There's a good name. The flame tattoo up the arm. Just love it. Now you have one Kyle Hendricks and many a Roldis Chapman, Joel Zamaya, just flamethrowers. Everyone's throwing hard. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just dangerous, and I don't like it. Where do you stand on uh, protecting your teammates? Um, I mean, it's a move that kind of has to be done. I um, I've always, you know, you you can't. As as a nice guy, I'll kind of give the other team the benefit of the doubt. But if it happens uh, multiple times, you you can't just sit there and take it. Well, I agree with that. I just don't. I don't think any form of plunking needs to occur. Yeah, I I don't think it ever needs to. I think as far as viewership of the game, I don't necessarily love it. But as far as viewership of the game, I just think when you get these men who are already competing hard and already in it, and now you're adding that extra edge and that extra level of whether it's you know hostility, anger, whatever, I I personally think it enhances the product. Um, I again don't love it. It is dangerous, especially because the the league isn't control based anymore. You don't have you know. 47-year-old, oh, I just went completely blank on the lefty, pitched forever. Jamie Moyer. Jamie Moyer, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, 47-year-old Jamie Moyer throwing 88-mile-per-hour soft tosses into your hip and knowing he's going to hit your hip. Yeah. You have guys who are literally, like you said, dangerously throwing darts. No idea where it's going. Right, <laughs> and I, I always, in in the velocity range, I've always skewed more towards Jamie Moyer. So I know that I'm not going to do any damage. Yeah. You know, like. And and if you miss up, they have time to get out of the way. Yeah. And that's me being a responsible athlete. Yes, absolutely. Not, not an underwhelming oh, so physical it's, specimen. It's, it's better um, as a hitter, you'd rather have a ball come high than low. No, at all. I, that's not at all. Oh, like I thought you said if you miss up, you have time to get it. Get well, I'm saying, because, I'm saying that 25 years ago when They're, only a couple people were the, throwing When the league balls. average was like 89 miles an hour, yeah. But now you have everyone throwing 95, 97 plus. If they do miss up and in, you don't have that extra time to get out of the way of and, something that's going to hit you in the head. Right. Pitch. And you got people like John Carlos Stanton like, literally turning into the fastball. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> you know, funny that you mentioned John Carlos Stanton because he got into a, a little bit of a scuffle with our guy. Mike Fires. Yeah. Mike Fires. Hey. There we go. If you're listening to this, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to have you in for yes, an interview. Yes, and the Wheelhouse Baseball would like to st- extend our congratulations. He has re-signed with the Oakland Athletics. There we go. So he is current, still with employed. another big Wheelhouse Baseball guy, Sean Manaya. Yes, go back and listen in Season 1 to the Sean Manaya episode. Um, Love it, by the way. He agreed to show up and do a 20-minute interview. The podcast was, what, an hour and 40? Hour yes. and a half, maybe? It oh, was yeah. long. He gave he, oh. a, a a good chunk of his day was dedicated to hang out in the man cave of the team that he absolutely diced up and threw a no-hitter against. Yes. So there's, oh, fuck. There's <laughs> that. Um, we, I have one more that we're going to talk about. As a group, Rat's going to tell us about one that he went to, and then I have a game that we're playing that I just came up with. 2003, the Cubs were at the Reds. Paul Paul Wilson squared around a bunt, and the fastball came high and tight. Wilson jawed, and Farnsworth tackled. Farnsworth went on to play semi-pro football for the Orlando Phantoms 
in the Florida Football Alliance in 2015. He led the team with that's not that long ago. I know. 2015. He <laughs> it, led the team with 11 sacks. The Orlando Phantoms. I I thought that this one was first off the actual brawl. Like it was vicious. Kyle Farnsworth. If you remember watching him, you could just tell like the dude was rock solid. Just built. Yes. Threw hard again before everyone was throwing hard. Right. This is 03. We don't really have the flamethrowers quite yet rampant across the whole league. So he's throwing, you know, mid to upper 90s. Not a lot of guys are doing that. Um, Paul Wilson squared a bunt. Again, farmed with another guy. Didn't know where it was going. Yep. Came up and in, and he and Paul Wilson, you look at him, kind of doughy boy. Doesn't look very <laughs> intimidating. And he's and he wants to take a couple steps and draw. And Farnsworth just went full send, ran and tackled him. On top of him, threw a couple haymakers, and and at the end of it, you see uh, Kyle Farnsworth getting pulled off because obviously he's ejected, and mm-hmm. he's still John, and he looks like you know he's ready to go pitch now. Then you see Paul Wilson in the dugout walking to the tunnel, blood all across his white jersey. Yeah, taking him to the concussion tent. Face busted <laughs> up. Yeah. yeah, it was not good. And I just thought that that's like the most wheelhouse thing ever, though, to take that incredibly perfect form tackle and parlay that into an amateur football career where he was yes. actually pretty successful. Well, you know, and wheelhouse hall of fame, um, nominee class of 2022. Could be. I actually was telling Tuck of the day. I have two people that I'm already ready to induct. So I'm re- season three starts next week. Spoiler. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm already ready for our 2021 induction or 22 induction as well as our 23 induction. Well, you might have to split up some of those candidates. Um... <laughs> okay, Rat, you were at a brawl 2015. Tell us about it. Uh, so Royals at White Sox. Um, this was, I believe, the Royals uh, the year before that. They lost in seven games in the World Series, and 2015 was the year they won it. So obviously they're very good. They're you know the best team in the AL Central. The White Sox had also um, just spent a bunch of money that offseason. I think they, they traded for Jeff Samarja. They signed David Robertson. Um, so yeah, you know they're trying to make a splash in the division as well. So you know, um, pretty uh, pretty chippy game. You know, a, a building rivalry. And um, Adam Eaton, Jordano uh, Ventura is pitching. Um, the late Jordano Ventura is pitching this game. And um, Eaton hits a comebacker. And as Eaton, right when uh, Ventura fields it, he runs over to Eaton. So Eaton's running to first, and Ventura's yeah. running to Eaton. So they meet about halfway down the line, and he just says. Bleep, oh, family podcast, so I can't say it, but yeah, f you, f you, yeah, yeah, and um, very just odd thing to say after like fielding a comebacker in baseball because like in softball I could see it because you know it's kind of an unwritten rule of softball to not hit shoot shoot middle in softball, but in major league baseball you can't really control where you're hitting the ball, so I guess Ventura took offense to Eaton's comebacker went went down there and said uh, f you and um yeah the bench is cleared I was uh I was sitting in the um, the middle level, which is the club level. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, uh, pretty exciting atmosphere. I was kind of, you know, waiting for people to start jumping on the field and stuff like that. Kind of like the disco de- demolition night. I was hoping for it. It didn't really happen, but uh, hoping for it. Yeah, I, I was, I was, hoping, I was hoping to get on the field, you know, so yikes. So I, I would, I would have made my way down, but being in the 300 level, I can confirm rat would not have been a bush and he would not have stayed and watched disco demolition. He would have been <laughs> participating. I'm trying to live on the legacy here. My dad was on the field for disco demolition night. So, Oh wow! I, I was I was that. hoping that I would you know I would be the I would carry on the Rad Jack name here to also be on the um on the White Sox field during a riot. So, 
but yeah, the uh, the bench is cleared. Um, Samarja, um, I think he charged at Edson Volquez. Edson Volquez threw a punch at him, and then after the game, reports came out that Chris Sale actually um, went to the um, went inside uh, to the Royals clubhouse, yeah. knocked on the door or something along those lines, and wanted to you know wanted to go at it again. So yeah, it was a it was a pretty um, pretty awesome scene there. You know, the whole, the obviously the the um, the four hundred people in the park were screaming and uh, and like the maybe 50 other uh, players were just kind of going at it. And, uh, yeah, definitely a memorable game to be at. I think the Sox lost um, by, like, eight runs, and they stunk that year. But it's definitely that goes down in my White Sox lore. As I, I've never been, I've been to at. a brawl. Mikey, have you ever been to a brawl? No, no, not at a baseball game. At a bowling event? In a bar. <laughs> okay, well, that's, yeah, that's. Not a sport. No. no. <laughs> I mean, some people find it one. <laughs> okay. I We are going to pause the podcast here. I am going to explain the rules of our next game, give the gentleman a minute to prepare, and we will be back in a second. And we're back. So we have now been given the instructions. So we are going to do a draft. Okay. And uh, so Mikey, Jeremy, and myself, we are drafting. Okay, so we can't have the same guys on the same team, but we're each picking a stable of five people. Um, a stable or a faction in pro wrestling is is a group of men that are you know fighting for the same cause. You think of Degeneration X, you think of NWO, um, and if you're interested in pro wrestling, check out the On the Mark Wrestling podcast, which is sponsored by the Overtime Sports Network, which is the podcast that we are on. Uh, visit otsportsnetwork.com slash wixsite.otsnsportsitenetwork.com to check that out. Or visit them on Twitter at underscore OTSN, and you can actually get the OTS, the actual link, otsportsnetwork.wixsite. I don't know what it is. There's a lot of letters, a couple hyphens there. You know, Things are going but on. There's a, it's, a, it's a conglomerate of a number of podcasts and blogs, sports-centered I am a co-host on the On the Mark Wrestling podcast with the president of the Overtime Sports Network, Kyle Gagliardi, um, and we record on Thursdays and produce a, um, a mostly weekly show covering pro wrestling. Now, we're not picking people to make our pro wrestling faction. We're picking five baseball players throughout history to join our squad in case a Donnybrook happened. It doesn't matter what positions. It doesn't it, whatever. Okay. Um, Rat, since you've been to a brawl, you can go first. Mike Fires. Mike Fires. <laughs> just okay. seems like a guy that would just he, he would get dirty. Okay. He, All right. You know, he would um he would he would pull hair. He would he would he would tell he would, he would bite he someone would in the tell back on of the, the other team if they were doing unsportsmanlike conduct in the middle <laughs> of a brawl. <laughs> if they were cheating or infringing on the, the there code. You go. I like okay. that. Got it. All right. He, he would make sure that everyone's suspension was handed out correctly. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mike, you can go second. Okay. Um, I'll take Aroldis Chapman. I knew he was going to come off the board. Big. Big guy, strong guy. Yeah. I'll tell you what, one of the coolest things that I've ever done is, uh, this was a couple years ago, uh, our family does, once a year we go to a Sox-Yankees game, uh, obviously at U.S. Cellular, guaranteed rate, whatever it's called yep. at the time. Um. And just just being able to stand right behind him, watching him throw his bullpen session. I know he's only throwing it like eighty percent. It's still 
it, it gives you a different kind of view of how large he is and just how powerful. So, yeah. Yeah. A Rose Chapman, easy. Speaking of large and powerful, my first round pick will be Bartolo Colon. <laughs> we're talking. That's a big boy. We're talking width. We're talking longevity. He's a model of athleticism. You've seen the the wondrous plays he's ma- made as a fielder. He's got power. He's got a home run in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, a graceful, majestic being. And the fact that you guys took Mike Fires and Aroldis Chapman ahead of Bartolo Colon in our wrestling, in our fight team for Fight Club, Kind of a joke. My second round pick. We're snaking, right? Well, we're okay. snaking, baby. Okay. Refresh me on the rules here. Are, are we? Uh, is this a Royal Rumble? Are my team against your guys's? Yeah, ba- it just- it's basically like a Rumble. You know, five on five on five. We're just they're just you know. Yeah. Okay. You send one guy in. Nope. Pick- all no? all fifteen just going at it. Okay. Yeah. It's it's, it's an on field brawl. There's yeah. just three teams. Okay. Yeah. Call of Duty Warzone ish. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. There you go. Um, the next gentleman that I would like to pick. Um, cut from the same cloth. Um, but this guy, uh, brings a different type of moxie. I'm drafting Rod Beck. I love it. He was actually someone who was on my mind. Great facial hair, great hair out from behind the hat. Um, probably the first guy knocked out if Bartolo (laughs) isn't the first one, but you know, we're going with some size up front and we're going to let the athletes take hold here. In the in the back half, I'm not super confident in either of them against the oldest Chapman. I'm not worried about fires at this moment, <laughs> um, but we're we're gonna have some grit. And uh, so the, my first two picks are Rod Beck and Bartolo Colon. Michael Kubaki Jr. with your second pick, you're picking it just like you had two similarly shaped in. I know who qualified people. I know who you're picking. Who am I taking? Nope. You say it. I'm going Randy Johnson. I did not think you were going to pick uh, And you know what? Is there anything more intimidating than that long hair, mustache, 6'10", 100-mile-per-hour fastball? Also, two southpaws. Most people are used to guarding against right-handed punchers. Yeah. I'm going to have two very tall guys. They will have the high ground, and they will be throwing and, and reach as well. Well, and he's won a battle on the field. You, we've all seen him knock out the pigeon with his fastball. Yes, so, absolutely. Birds to um, zero, zero chance. Correct. Okay, Rat, rounding out the second round. Um, Let's go Jose Canseco. Oh, that's a terrible pick, actually. <laughs> Did you not see Rough and Rowdy? I did not. Oh, oh, oh. Two or three weeks ago, Jose Canseco was in a fight for Rough and Rowdy at Barstool Sports mm-hmm. um, against an intern named Billy Football, and the fight went about 12 seconds before he was on the oh, ground come saying on. It his was at shoulder least 18 seconds. was like dislocated, and they were like, how long have you been hurt? He's like, oh, three or four months. So he completely hustled Barstool Sports out of his check. How did, uh, he, how did he look? Did he, did he look worn down from the, his old plan days? Yes. It, it was, was not great. Not a great pick. Okay, nah, I got I got to redeem myself. It was not good. He's uh yeah, I got to have him toward the back of my my pack. No, you're going to want to No, you went in the front just trying to meat shield, yeah. Take, take, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Take a couple hits he, early. He'll divert attention from wh- whichever guys you have charging at my team. Right. 
Okay. And then you, yeah, you know what? Maybe it's a strategy pick. He's a, he's a sacrificial pick. You had no idea that he just got mollywopped two weeks ago. <laughs> was that? By some nobody. But you, I mean, you could say Bash Brothers, Jose Canseco. That he okay. would yeah. do. Damage. Can I change it to like eighties, Jose Canseco? Yeah, well, yeah. more specifically. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the we, chances we of him. About, I mean, you could pick a specific guy. Like, I don't. If if I'm picking Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm not picking 2021 Stone Cold. Give me 2000. Oh, Give me yeah. 2001. Yeah. You know that kind of stuff. Okay, so so Bash Brothers, okay, Jose eight, Canseco, yeah, 80s Canseco, and okay. who was my first pick? Mike, Mike Fires. Fires. Okay, um, not yeah, looking yeah. too good right now. 2019 Mike Fires. You want both of them? Yeah, yeah, give me give me right now, Mike Fires. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> Why is why? I'm, I'm sticking with fires. Okay, and Canseco. Yep. And oh, I got one more. Um, I thought you were drafting two fires. That was my problem. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was too. I was yeah. really lost. John Rocker. John Rocker. Ooh, there no, you that's go. a good one. There, now, now, that is I it. think Rat's starting to understand the game here. Yes. Third round in. So we got John Rocker, Jose Canseco, and Mike Fires. Yeah. Okay. Kubaki, your third pick. You got to have a little crazy. And I'm going to go with Carlos Zambrano. Okay, he's 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 a hot one, a yeah. crazy, and he will just I will just tell him to picture everyone as a Gatorade cooler, and yeah, it, they would be ended. It would not bode well. I think for my third round pick to to join Rod Beck and Bartolo Colon, I'm going with a sheer athlete. I'm going Bo Jackson. Ooh, I I don't hate that. He that's who I thought you were going to pick. Um, Bo Jackson is a chiseled man. Yeah. A guy that you would, you know, want on your team, presumably. You, you don't feel bad about your chances. Played football, so he's got the form tackling aspect. He can get a guy to the ground. Um, so that's where I'm at. He, you know, we might send him out first and let Bartolo, you know, clean up the <laughs> scraps. <laughs> Um, That's not a bad call. Yeah. So Bartolo, Rod Beck, and Bo Jackson. I have two picks left, and one of them will be made now. I'm trying to think to how to round out. Do do I want to go stocky? Um, do I want to go like rough and tumble? You got um, an athlete. You got a you got a big boy. And what else do you got? Rod Beck's kind of the Moxie guy. Okay. He's a bigger dude. Speaking of Moxie, how about a Moxie plug? You you had Moxie before, right? The Ted yeah, Williams, Ted, Williams Ted Williams. Uh, he says, "Make mine a Moxie." That's an advertisement, a, a a metal advertisement board that you actually gave me. Yeah, yeah. And I got to enjoy a Moxie soda in Boston, and mm, that good. is why they're only in Boston because they are terrible. <laughs> that bad. I know you've you've been very so clear. excited too. I'm like, I have a sign of it. And it was just glass bottle and all. Of, can speaking of terrible Moxie, I actually have a bowling ball named Moxie. Awful, mm. also terrible. Yeah. And like not even remotely okay of a ball. Yeah, not good. It's a bad word. I have oh. I have no um no ties to anything with Moxie. This no morning. ties to anything with Moxie. Well, you know pros and cons to that. Um, okay, for my fourth pick, I I need I need a strong boy. I need an athletic boy. I need a bowling ball, boy. I'm going move on. Ooh, I don't. I don't hate it. I don't like my team's chance. I like my team. Think but aside it. from Bo Jackson, I don't know if anyone's move Vaughn's a big dude. Though. Picture this though: you're, you're in a Royal Rumble. Say Bo Jackson gets clocked by someone unexpectedly, yeah. and and he's struggling. He needs to he needs to come, you know, get back to, to your corner and get a you know get his feet back underneath him, kind of recover. 
you put Mo Vaughn and Bartolo Colon guarding him. Yeah. Who, who's getting around those guys? Well, and, like and, and we know that Bo no, Jackson does better. well with some blockers. Yes. So exactly. Okay. All right. See, you're, so your my team's, team's coming in together. first place. Okay, got it. <laughs> I don't know you have that. three people on your team, and they are. I have Aroldis Chapman, mm-hmm. Randy Johnson, mm-hmm. and Carlos Zambrano. A lot of pitchers. And honestly, I'm going to stick with that going here. We've actually already discussed him on this podcast. I'm taking Kyle Farnsworth. Mm-hmm. He's already shown that he can tackle and fight. So I will absolutely take him, and he will maybe give Bo Jackson around for two, his money. I went with two pitchers. Yeah. yeah. All right, Rat, your last two picks. Mike right. Fires, juiced Jose Canseco. <laughs> uh, who else? John uh, Rocker. John, John Rocker. That's right, a good one. So, so I got a, like an angry, like psychotic guy, John Rocker. I got you know a, a, a physical specimen in eighties, Jose Canseco, and I got Mike Fires. Who's going to tattle on you? <laughs> do anything wrong. So he's he's, he's trying to, make to find things on the up and up. He's trying battle. to find the refs when things go askew. Yeah. yeah. So much as you have um, Movan and Bartolo as your bodyguard in case someone you know goes down and. Needs some defense. I'm going to go Prince Fielder. Ooh. Ah, stocky boy. I like also that. in the ESPN body issue. Not a great uh, sight to see. I thought. I thought. You know. I applauded the man for his effort. I think the body issues have been really cool. Yes, Just as a I whole, agree. as a yes. general thing. Like, they don't I really show. Enjoyed them. They don't show enough of the dong. Not quite enough. No. <laughs> wow. Also, Prince Fielder for being such a big boy, vegan. Yeah. Observation. I, I, I think n- now would also be another good time to uh, for a happily married plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am. Yeah. Uh, and then your last pick for your team. All right. So I need. I need. I need a. Ma- I need a man. man. I, I'm going to go Jose Offerman with my last one. Okay. The only guy to ever that I've ever seen charge the mound with the bat in his hand. Okay. <laughs> There you like, go. He's totally throwing all mound charging ethics out the window. He charged the mound with the bat in his hand and swung it at the pitcher. Okay. I like that. That's pretty solid. I, yes. mean, I, I mean, now that makes me think maybe I change my pick here and go Delman Young. He's willing to throw the bat at the official. Mm-hmm. And like the the mascot, too. No, that was Randall Simon. Yeah, Randall <laughs> Simon. He, he hit the sausage on the head. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Delman Young, he threw the bat at the ump. After the ump called him out on strikes or whatever, and I think I don't know if he got tossed or whatever, but I think he was still in the minors at this point. And he, all you see is him get strike out, and he's walking away, and then he's out of frame, and the bat just comes flying back in the frame <laughs> and <laughs> nails <laughs> the ump. Wow! So, but no, I'm not going to go there. I, if uh, I already have a pretty powerful team, mm-hmm. a lot of size, I'm going to keep the theme going and just go full. Nothing but brute force power, probably lots of steroids. Glenn Allen Hill. And he's just going to come <laughs> in and just squash people. Yes. Glenn Allen Hill also hit one of my favorite home runs in history. On, onto the um, onto the rooftops across yeah. the street at Wrigley. Yes. Only time that's ever been done. That's a shot. Yeah. That's 500. I don't know if it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, I guess I it's more trust. about the placement. Yeah, because it's so high up. But eh. that's a guy you just you just look at him and you don't want to be anywhere around him. Like if he walks into a room, you would want to walk out of the room. Do you remember in Little League watching Ben Geffert? Oh, play? so so not really good at baseball. He was a physical specimen. Yeah, absolutely. For his age as a as a 15 year old in high school, 
he already was built like a 23-year-old, someone in the prime of his like physical life, um, really good at football, and just decided because his friends played baseball, he was going to play. And watching him just kind of like take his weird hack, it wasn't pretty, but when he made very, contact. Very stiff hack. We made contact. The ball exploded off his bat. That was Glenn Allen Hill. Like, honestly, like he just, it never always looked like super fluid or great. It was just pure brute force with a bat. And when, he didn't make contact a lot, but when he did, it was an absolute moonshot that went a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going Glenn Allen Hill to round out Stupid. my team. Tucker. Tucker, who's Mr. Irrelevant? Last pick. Mr. Irrelevant, you know, there's there's a number of guys that I'm poking through. Body guys, athletic people, a little crazy. And I'm going with Yasiel Puig. <laughs> I actually like that pick. That's In the good. Reds cutoff jersey, absolutely shredded. Oh. So many veins. Loved it. He is kind of crazy. He does the lick the bat thing, yeah. right? So that's kind of weird. More Puig, more better, though. I'm all I'm yeah. all on Puig. Seems like he'd be a member of uh, BP Bomb Squad, too. Yeah. And, you know, it was him. Giancarlo Stanton is jacked. Um, you know, you're not terrified to send Mike Trout into the scuffle. No. Aside from your... The he's, built like a, he's built like a little fire hydrant, yeah. but... But you know, you know, it's how John Kyle Stanton and Aaron Judge went undrafted in our draft. Spent too much time on the disabled list. They're probably going to go down pretty soon. Yeah, yeah they're going to go down true. early in the fight. That's true. And that's exactly why I picked Yasiel Puig. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, so my team is Yasiel Puig. You got Mo Vaughn. Mo Vaughn, Bo Jackson, Rod Beck. Rod Beck, and Bartolo. Yes. I like it. Rats got Mike Fires, juiced up Jose Canseco. John Rocker, Prince Fielder, Jose Offerman. Yeah. He's got the That's only guy in, team. in the brawl with a weapon. I kind of envision. And the only, guy with a, and only guy with a notebook in Mike Fires. I yeah. envision Zambrano with a weapon because he took the bat to the Gatorade cooler a lot, but he also punched his own teammates. So think of what he'll do to, <laughs> to the other team. Think about what he'll do to his team if they act up. Real right? quick, uh, <laughs> we're adding one more round to the draft. Draft a, uh, a, a, co, um, a co-manager. Okay. So oh, you're, like, you're managing and you want someone else to manage with you. Manage okay. this rumble. Okay. That, I mean, they do that in wrestling, too. They have, like, a, a mouthpiece for the team. Okay. All right. And your team, Mikey? Uh, I Chapman, Randy Johnson, Carlos Zambrano, Kyle Farnsworth, and Glenn Allen Hill. Yeah. Who do you want to help organize those guys? Like, am I finding like another someone that's gonna fight, or I need a manager? No, no, a manager. Like you're out. He's out of the ring. He's with you on the on the sideline, and you guys are. I'm gonna take Brian Cashman because he's gonna pay whatever it takes to to make sure the guys are ready. Mm-hmm. He will do whatever it takes to give the people what they need. I'm trying to think of mine. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking for like, I'm looking for like a like a psychotic like rah rah guy. A guy that's just gonna just make you just want to absolutely go out there and smash the other ten people. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Augie Garrido. Augie Garrido, <laughs> yes. Wow, you know who that is? Nope. Augie Garrido. Augie Ojeda. No, Augie Garrido was the former head coach at the University of Texas. I will play a clip for you that uh, is not appropriate for this podcast. Okay. Um. I actually have his autograph not in the case. Was he a baseball coach? 
Yeah, he's coach. the winningest, winningest baseball coach in NCAA. I have his autograph. I thought it was in the case, but apparently I took it down and put it in my Just box. passed away recently also, right? He did pass away. I got his autograph at the ABCA convention two years ago. He's one of my, like... Yeah, there's a what great was stint on um, with the Longhorns. Was it like uh, late '80s to like early 2000s? Uh, yeah, early '90s, I think. Early, yeah. Okay, yeah, because he he won at Fullerton as well, and he was he was with Texas for a long time. Like, yeah. I think like the end of his time there was like the Houston Street era. So probably the like... end of his good time, but he yeah. had a couple years after that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and I need to find that's good. That's a good. I'm going with Wally Backman. That rings a bell. Tall, not. tall Backman? No, Wally Backman was he played professionally with the New York Mets. <laughs> that one took a minute. Tall Backman. That was a not baseball reference. That was good. I don't know. That was good. I don't know what that um, is. Isn't that the she's so high above yeah. me? Yeah. yeah, she's so high. That that who's that's who sang the song above me? Yeah. Tal Bachman. She's so I, lovely. Then that's, yeah. why, that's why it took me a minute to like register. It was, it was the last reference I expected to come out of that. There we go. That was good. Well done. <laughs> I'm going to go with Wally Backman. Wally Backman played for the New York Mets. He was actually the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks for about 48 hours um, until he got fired for domestic dispute or something like that. Took over the job coaching the South Georgia Peanuts in an independent league um, and got thrown out of a game. Pretty viral clip. Um, so I'll go with him. Side, side, uh, a sub reserve. Now that I'm looking at my cards straight across, I wouldn't mind having Joe Kelly uh, in, on the reserve. I like so, that. You know, he's kind of in the back. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a. You want to stand his good side. He's got the yeah. right attitude. Yeah. He, he didn't seem to but mess around. I, I, Never had much of a reason to like or dislike Joe Kelly. And now, after this past year, one of his biggest fans. Um, another guy looking at my card rack that I might want would be Stephen Wright, because he's not afraid to hit people, <laughs> even if those people are his wife. Oh, wow. right, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take Addison Russell. I would say there was a reason that I didn't bring up Addison Russell. <laughs> yeah, in okay. all of this. Um and then you know looking at the card case might I'm not gonna lie Rizzo would have been good too because he's okay with getting hit yeah Packed all the time uh might want to plant Benintendi's last season on somebody else's team because he forgot how to hit and <laughs> in a fight you wouldn't want to get struck but um other than that yeah um I think that's gonna do it for the uh, podcast we talked about some great brawls some great fights. Good action. Drafted some good teams. Talk about Rappy and Skinny. Uh, plenty. Yeah, Thin Boy. Mr. 203. Um, so. Mr. 305. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Wheelhouse Baseball Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Wheelhouse Baseball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at WheelhousePod for more news and updates. See you next time.